0: There are so many things as humans that we don't really understand. There are mystic, magical, faded things, as well as otherworldly realms that we just can't comprehend unless it's through the journey of our own soul. I'm your host, Steffi, aka The Spirit Sis. I'm a psychic medium, astrologer, and intuition teacher, and I'm here to take you on an exploration of all things spiritual. I'm going to connect to Source, give you divine downloads, and I want to keep you in the Spirit Loop. So here is the Psychic Scoop. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Psychic Scoop. I am your host, Steffi, aka Spirit Sis. I am an evidential psychic medium, professional astrologer, and intuition teacher here to walk you through your spiritual awakening. If you are new to the show, welcome. It's such a pleasure to have you here in the spiritual space. And if you are old time listener an oldie, (laughs) oldie, but a goodie. Hi, thank you so much for supporting me and coming back to this place where we can just geek out on everything we want to talk about. And today is actually a topic I've wanted to discuss for a while. Didn't know when I should bring it up or how, or even my stance on it, because it's a little bit different than I think most people's stance, but I am going to talk about Ouija boards. I'm filming this or recording this. If you're watching on YouTube or listening on Spotify, I am doing this during mercury retrograde and so I don't get anything misconstrued in the ether. I'm going to actually read facts from the internet. <laughs> is that, is that an oxymoron facts from the internet? I mean, sometimes things are real, sometimes things are not, but I'm going to read some articles, um, because there was news back in March, 28 girls were hospitalized after using a Ouija board and I mean, it wasn't technically Pisces. Wait, was it Pisces season? Okay. This is when I need, if it is, I'm going to LOL. I feel like it was back in March, but I didn't know who was Aries or Pisces season. Hold, hold and breathe, hold and breathe. Now I'm going to have to figure this out <laughs> in real time. I'm like, wait, hold on. Ouija board girl. Okay. Basically what happened is 28 girls were hospitalized March 7th, JK. It was Pisces season. Okay. This is now, this is tracking. Everything's tracking. Um, I'm just going to read this New York post article just in case you didn't hear about this. It was actually came up on my for you page and I kind of just poo-pooed it. I was like, oh gosh, what is this fear-mongering Type of stuff. But basically, it says nearly 30 schoolgirls have been hospitalized with anxiety attacks after allegedly playing with Ouija boards at their school in Columbia. There were 28 possible cases of anxiety in the school students. According to the outlet, alarm bells went off after the girls reportedly suffered signs of fainting, anxiety, and other symptoms in school. They were subsequently admitted to a hospital accompanied by parents in the school facility. So info on the diagnosis have not been released, but they were playing in a game of of Jumanji-esque. I love that (laughs) Ouija board. If you've never heard of a Ouija board, I would be surprised because Ouija boards were always this taboo topic that if you have the board and you are working with the board or participating in the board that you are um i guess participating in occult behavior you are talking to the dead you are conjuring spirits all of that to say when you're with the board or if you're like with friends playing with the board that you can open up portals. Now I'm not saying that that's not true because I guarantee that has happened, but that can happen with any divination tool, which is why it's really important to protect yourself and set an intention before you're using any type of tool that's going to connect to source. We're going to get into that. But first and foremost, I want to talk about the history of Ouija because this is really fascinating to me um i mean it is a board that was always originally supposed to be a game so i pulled up this article from smithsonian <laughs> smithsonian Oh, even though it's retrograde, I still, my brain still isn't working properly. Okay. Smithsonian Magazine. And it basically talks about in February, 1891, there were a few advertisements that started appearing in local newspapers called Ouija, the wonderful talking board. So it started in Pittsburgh and it was sold in a novelty shop and it said it was a magical device that answered questions about the past, the present, and the future with marvelous accuracy. And I believe this board was supposed to be kind of like a crystal ball situation. You know what we had? We had the magic eight ball. I'm not sure if you remember that. I said, we, because I'm aging myself, but you know, in the, I think it was like the eighties, early nineties, we had this ball that literally had an eight on it and you would shake it and ask it a question. And then this little purple liquid would come up and it would say yes or no, or maybe, or ask again. So I think it was like, Ouija board was like the 1891 version of that. (laughs) But anyway, this mysterious talking board uh, was sold in board game aisles. So it would have, if you haven't seen a Ouija board, it has a yes or a no in the uppermost corners. It has a goodbye at the bottom and it has this planchette, planchette. (laughs) I cannot speak today. Planchette, which is basically this tear shop a teardrop shaped device that is, has a little small window. And then you put two fingers on each side of the the viewer and kind of lightly guide your hands toward whatever question you want to ask. And it has like a full, um, the full alphabet on there. Now, this is fascinating. So the Ouija board did come straight from this American 19th century obsession with spiritualism and the belief that the dead are able to communicate with the living. They said spiritualism worked for Americans and it was compatible with Christian dogma, meaning one could hold a seance on a Saturday night and have no qualms going to church on a Sunday morning. So these participants felt very wholesome to contact with spirits or loved ones who had passed away. And especially since in that era, it offered a sense of comfort because the average lifespan was less than 50 years old. A lot of women died in childbirth, children died of disease, men died in war. So in fact, people were kind of obsessed. I need to look, go back and look at the astrology of this time, kind of like I did with the uh, the witch trials. But this is very, um, I guess, communicating with the dead was very common. It wasn't bizarre or weird. Okay. So anyway, uh, again, started as a game to ask a yes or no question. And then there were people that did believe the game could open up conversation with spirit. Here's an interesting fact. When they made the game, they had no idea what to name it. So they decided to ask Ouija to name it. And so if you've ever played before, it's interesting. Sometimes it will just spell out random letters. So Ouija came up and when they asked the board what it meant, they said it meant good luck. And then they found out that one of the players um, with the last name Peters was wearing a locket bearing the picture of a woman named Ouija above her head. So that's the story that emerged from Ouija's founders. It's very possible the woman in the locket was a famous author or a women's right activist, Um, But people were saying that it was just named Ouija and this could all be folklore, right? Or a myth. So they could sell more boards. Who knows? In this game in 1892 was a money maker. Okay. Like they were flying off the shelves. Not only was it this link to the future by asking questions, but it was also a form of family entertainment at that time. And I know since I think Hasbro has remade the board and I know the board used to be of this like nice, fine wood, and now it's cardboard. Now it's plastic. So it depends where you buy the board or how you buy the board. Uh, but let's just call it what it was. It was a game. And there was an element of spiritualism to it. There was an element of mystic. And today it still is this question mark. But what I will say after reading this history and after learning a little bit about this, it makes sense because I have a very interesting experience with the Ouija board. And it's very different than what I've heard from other people, especially since I'm a psychic medium, you think I would have like crazy stories. But when I hear about Ouija board stories. Now it's very similar to the story about the 28 girls getting hospitalized or, you know, things will negative entities will come through and attach, or sometimes there's trickster or devil spirits that will put on the name of maybe say like your uncle who passed or your grandpa who passed or someone you're trying to communicate with in the board. I've never had any negative experiences when I played with the Ouija board. So I'm going to tell you my personal experience with it. And then afterwards, I kind of want to talk about if you want to play with the Ouija board, or you have one at home, or maybe you have kids that are thinking about playing with the Ouija board, how you can play with it appropriately. If there is an element of spiritualism, or you have the intent to speak with those who have crossed over. So. My mom got me the Ouija board as a gift. I obviously, like, no, (laughs) surprising no one. I was really into occult and really into, you know, crystals and tarot cards and divination tools and astrology from a very early age. And so I got this as a birthday gift, I think for my seventh or eighth birthday, I didn't realize at first that you needed, or, or, I mean, I guess it was like good to play with a few other people. So I would just go in my room, shut the door, and I would just ask it questions. And eventually, you know, you can start to feel a different energy coming through. And sometimes it would move. Sometimes it wouldn't. I remember I talked to like a man named Frank and I just thought it was hilarious and fun. And also when you're by yourself, like you can kind of just move, move the planchette i don't know how to say that word. Um you can just move the little viewfinder right wherever you want to move it. So i was even thinking it was more of like an imagination type game. I played it with my brother, no movement happened, like him and i both had both of our fingers on the board. There was nothing, you know, nothing of substance happening and then, you know, i would have some girlfriends over, we played it. It was just kind of like a fun thing. Um some of my friends kind of got freaked out but To me, it was just like, oh yeah, I'm talking to spirit. I mean, to me, like talking to spirit was completely normal, even (laughs) being seven years old. So anyway, I just had a fun time with it. Cut to, I think I'm around now I'm like 10 or 11 and I have the board game at home, like with my other games, like Monopoly and life. And I had one of my girlfriends come over, uh, just to, you know, hang out for the afternoon. I think we're now in middle school or I was 10. So yeah, I was 10 or 11. I think I was in sixth grade and we had just finished choir practice. Cause we were in choir practice together and we came over to my house and I said, do you want to play a game? And so we started like, you know, sorting through the games and she was like, Whoa, you have a Ouija board. And I was like, you mean the game? Yeah, like, of course, like, that's a really fun game. Um, You know, I haven't played it in a few years. You want to play it? And she's like, no, I don't think I want to. I'm a little scared. And I was wondering, okay, why? That's so weird. But I knew that some people had said, like, it was a connection to spirit. That does not weird me out. So (laughs) again, someone should have probably talked to me at this age, but I was just, you know, who I am. Anyway, uh, she came over maybe a week later and she asked me if she could borrow the board because they were going to summer camp and they wanted to like bring it in the cabin. I said, sure, no problem. You can borrow the board, whatever. I don't hear from Colleen the rest of the summer. And I end up seeing her at school that following year. And I went up to her and I was like, Hey, Colleen, how was your summer? And she was acting completely weird towards me, you know, kind of like giving me the cold shoulder kind of like, um, apprehensive, I guess you could say. And even at like 11 years old, I think you can still pick up on social cues when like someone doesn't want to talk to you. So I, you know, being the people pleaser and the anxious person, I am anxious attachment. I just continued to like, kind of follow her and like desperate to connect because I was wondering why, like we were so close and whatever. So then choir practice came later that, that night. And, you know, I kind of confronted her and I was like, Hey, can I have my game back? You know, like just trying to make conversation. And she's like, yeah, like, can you talk tomorrow morning before school? Like, there's something I have to share with you. I was like, sure. No problem. And we met the next morning and she told me that she brought the Ouija board to her summer camp with a bunch of her girlfriends. And she said, weird things started happening when they played. She said, originally they had heard footsteps and maybe like the doors slamming in the cabin, but she thought maybe it was like the counselors playing pranks. And then she said that one of the female, uh, camp counselors was like sleepwalking and saying really random stuff. And all of this to me sounded normal. I grew up going to summer camps, like overnight stay camps. And like, I felt like pranks were really common. Sleepwalking was really common. I remember like seeing three or four of my campmates, like sleepwalking in the middle of the night. Like that didn't, that wasn't anything surprising to me. But then she said the other things started happening. Like, you know, things started going missing in the cabin and then she said one night, one of her friends woke up and started, I guess, like talking in slurs and saying kind of really scary stuff. Kind of like she was referencing the movie The Exorcist, and that they tried to burn this Ouija board in a fire. And she said that this thing would not light up in flames, no matter how hard they tried. And it kind of did remind me of Jumanji, like when you try to get rid of it and referencing the movie in case you haven't seen it. It's a board game that like has all this personality, but <laughs> I don't know if that's like the description of the movie in IMDb, but it should be. Uh, but she said that they had trouble burning it and they tried to like drown it in water and like tried to r- put it down the river and it kept on showing up. But anyway, she said, sorry, you're not getting your board board game back this is really creepy. I don't want to talk about this anymore. I want to be friends with you, but I'm really creeped out that like you had this game and it was fine and and you're normal. So that pretty much ended our friendship pretty quick. Uh, But to this day, one, I was like, dang, I never got my Ouija board back (laughs) that I had fun with. Two, how can two different people from pretty similar upbringings, or at least like culturally, we're in the same climate, right? Both living in Michigan, and we're both the same age, have such different experiences with the same exact game. Now, now knowing what I know, uh, your mind is a powerful tool. And also, if you believe that it can talk to spirits, I have no doubt that it can. Because you're welcoming that in. Just like people that don't believe in ghosts usually don't see ghosts. So if you're open minded, you can talk to spirit any time of day. You don't even need a Ouija board, but you also have to be mindful of what's coming through. If you are someone that protects yourself through any type of interaction, like personally, it doesn't even matter if I'm going to the airport, if I'm going to a client session, or if I'm staying home, I'm going to protect myself no matter what. That's something I've learned not to let in any type of spirit or any type of negative energy that I don't want to absorb. So I think that's a regular practice, but let's say you are opening up this Ouija board for the first time, and you have this energy of scariness or, oh my gosh, something negative is going to attach. I mean, it's very possible that that energy can attract because of the frequency you're putting out, right? So if you are going to use divination tool with the full intention of asking a question, getting clear with spirit, or potentially wanting to just connect and ask who's there, I think you have to fully protect yourself before any, anything else and keep your intention really pure. I do have a few podcasts about how to protect yourself. If you want to go back and check those out. Um, but I think being really clear and saying like an opening meditation, opening prayer, opening affirmation, uh, that's kind of what I do when I talk to spirit anyway, you know, hi, say your name, say what your intention is. And you can just say, I only accept loving spirits uh, who have crossed over, who are in the divine, who walk in the, the light of God, or you can say like who walk in the light um, or walk in white light depends on whatever, what you cater it to yourself. Right. And then when you play, you know, if use your intuition, if things feel weird, or if you're asking it a question or whatever, you know, just do, you know, carry on as usual. Now, at the end of the session, you're going to want to, uh, use the little viewfinder and say goodbye. I think that's the biggest thing. And I will say, I remember doing that every single time when I was playing with, with the Ouija board, but basically what you want to do during the game is you want to place your hands, like lightly rest your fingertips on, on the little viewfinder. It's like that heart shaped, that teardrop device there. And you want to set the intention, like I said, if you want to just have like a respectful space for communication or for, I guess, anything that can come through. And then if you want to light a candle, say a prayer, um, just inviting in really warm energetic beings. And then when you ask questions, you want to be really clear, you want to be really concise, and you also want to be respectful. So you can address the spirits politely. Um, You want to be calm and you want to start with simple questions. Like, is there anyone here who wants to communicate with us? What's your name? Use yes or no questions, right? Just to kind of get the ball rolling. Now, I also want to say this goes for any divination tool at all. Like let's say you're using a pendulum or maybe you're doing runes or um any type of other divination tool this applies as well. So then during during it, you know, you're going to want to be patient. Um a lot of times it spells it out letter by letter, not word by word, it's letter by letter, right? So it takes a lot of time and sometimes you'll notice too if you're playing with someone else, you'll be like, are you moving it cuz sometimes it like moves on its own and it could definitely be the person you're playing with. And then as it moves, you want to just pay attention to letters, numbers, symbols, messages, anything that comes through that you want to write down. You have to also keep in mind that the messages might not always be like literal or straightforward. You have to trust your intuition and the meanings, the meanings behind that. And that's a pretty critical point because after the session, you want to take time to like reflect. This isn't just like a, a a quick in and out, like, you, you know, definitely want to spend the time and make it a ritual as much as possible now afterwards uh you always want to put with your two fingers on the viewfinder you always want to go from left to right and say goodbye and then if you wanted to you can like express gratitude for who's there take a moment to sincerely thank them for their time you can even acknowledge their participation you know you could even say thanks frank for helping me out or thank you for you know being here in this space, whatever that means. And then you also want to do that formal closing. Thank you spirits for your presence. And we respectfully choose to close this connection today. So may all these energies be released and returned back to their rightful places. You are not welcome to stay, right? Something along the lines of that. Then if you wanted to ground or do an energetic cleanse afterwards, you can, you know, you can do any any exercises to restore your energy and clear any residual energy if you've picked up or absorbed during a session. Now, I do know people that actually prefer Ouija boards for their divination tool and use it for fun. I mean, personally, I wouldn't mind getting one again, Um, but again, it's interesting because there have been points of my life where I've been talked out of getting a Ouija board and and scared. There's been fear-mongering like I don't suggest using a Ouija board if you're, you're new to spiritualism and you don't know how to protect yourself or set an intention or or do a closing ceremony. Definitely not something I would suggest probably not for a seven or eight year old, but it is a game. At the end of the day, you are the most powerful tool for protection. Nothing can attach to you without your permission. If you're in a low frequency space, if you're down, I mean, if you're calling upon these energies, definitely it can happen. As far as Ouija boards are concerned, I think they are mostly safe, psychic medium approved, but I also will say with the conditions that I've discussed right now, right? Having all of those things in place. Anyway, I'm curious about your feelings about Ouija board. Are you totally scared or spooked out by them? Do you have crazy experiences are you open to trying again now that maybe you have the tools that you need to, to do a really like fun session connecting with spirit? I don't know. Let me know. You can contact me, psychic scoop podcast at gmail.com. I always like to hear your stories. And also, you know, where to find me on Instagram, spirit underscore sis, TikTok spirit sis, or on my website, spiritsis.com. I also do have a free intuitive email series. If you wanted to sign up and get these little tips and tricks to your inbox, that is something I think people have really loved during this weird retrograde eclipse portal and wishing you all the love and all the light in the world until next time. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye.